0: AI is coming, are you ready? Due to the potential of AI to improve our lives in many ways, we will continue to explore this revolution in our next episode. The near future of AI is full of promises and we should be excited about the possibilities it offers for a better world. My guest today is among the most successful figures in his field and specialty. He has worked as a partner and founder of some of the most important machine learning and data engineering companies. Let's welcome Dr. Amar Abdullah. And before we start, I'll just say a big special thank you to Dr. Ahmed for believing me, and I learned so many new things from you, and I am so grateful that you believe me. Thank you, and let's start this episode. <music> Hi, Dr. Amar, and everyone for the second episode. First of all, I would like to thank you so much that you accepted to be my guest for the podcast. Dr. Amar is one of the most inspiring leaders you will ever meet. He is the CEO and co-founder of Victara, and later we will talk a little bit about Victara. But first, I saw your interview when you were wearing the, the Saudi thought and you grabbed my attention when you said to follow your dreams, not your parents. I told my mom in the, like can't see there's someone from your generation not exactly with you know. <laughs> My first question is can you send a message to all the parents about how it is very important to understand and support King James.
1: Yes, exactly. So I think parents def- <clears throat> parents should definitely give advice and guidance right so we should guide our kids should give them advice uh, but at the end of the day what will make anybody succeed uh, including yourself and will make you uh, shine a lot more successful than everybody else around you is how much you love what you're working on and how much you love what you're doing so that's why i always tell uh, myself first but tell uh, other parents is that's what you need to help you and support your kids on. You need to have a conversation with them and understand what excites them, what makes them happy. And then if that's their dream and that's what they want to pursue, then the best thing you can do is to give them advice and support towards that dream. And, and yeah, maybe that dream is not going to work and they, they're going to figure out another dream later on, but uh, it's important to support their dream because that is what's going to give them the best chances to really succeed in life. Yeah. is pursuing something they love and I yeah. was lucky that my parents actually did that for me like so when I was very young I was very curious uh, as an engineer I would open up uh, our tv and break it open up our fridge and break <laughs> it and I would, like <laughs> I broke, broke everything in the house and my parents would not get angry at me they would support me and and and, and even get mm-hmm. me new things to break down and play with so they That's supported nice. yeah. instead of telling me do something else so that's my recommendation yes
0: yeah talking about dreams my dream is to study in stanford university actually i sent them an email last year about the admission process because i am not looking for a certificate and then i go look for a job i want a university that can prepare me to take lead in the world and engage with big ideas i know you studied there so can you tell us about your experience and the teachers did
1: you enjoy it? Yes, I really I really enjoyed it. But at the same time, I was very um, intimidated by it as well. So Stanford, I don't want to scare you, but Stanford is the one of the top, top schools in the world. And they have people applying to it from everywhere, the best of the best of every school. But in my school, in uh, in Cairo University in Egypt, from us, yeah, yeah. I was number one. Like I was always number one. Nobody would come close to me in terms of how smart I am and how good I can do in the mm-hmm. tests and exams. But then when I went to Stanford, I became like number one thousand or something. Like <laughs> there was like many, many other people, way, way, way smarter than me. But that's a good thing because that makes you now uh, feel, oh wow, there's room for me to improve a lot more. I thought I was great. I'm not great actually. There's lots of people. Who <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> so uh, to be in a group where you're challenged. Uh, by people that are way more uh, uh, I mean, very clever, way more clever yeah. than you, and way more smarter than you, helps you become actually way more clever and way more smarter. So that was number one advantage of Stanford. Uh, the number two advantage of Stanford is what you just said, is they, they focus more on not that you're getting a degree and getting the score, ABC, the grades or whatever. They're focusing on, are we turning you into truly a productive person that can change the world in a very positive way? So from day one at Stanford, and I'm I'm seeing now many universities actually, KAUST, for example, is a great example in the Middle East, do that as well. From day one at Stanford, they would teach us entrepreneurship right away. Mm -hmm. How how to start a company? How do you talk to investors? How do you think about making what's called the business plan? Business plan is how you structure your your new business you're working. So Mm -hmm. not just the engineering side of things, which we already know, but they complete us on the business side of things and then they teach us they teach us the importance and it's one of the key lessons I would like to tell to you today as well uh, of making sure you have a good network of people that you're working with you always need to be building your network of the people you know the people you're working with the people that might work for you the people you might work for you might do business with one of our biggest currencies that makes us successful in life is the health of the social network that we build uh, around us and the professional network that we build a lot around us so they teach us that at the mm-hmm. university and they help us with that like they connect yeah. us with investors they connect us with companies. They connect us with researchers from other universities because they believe in it. So anyway, the summary is, yes, continue that dream for Stanford. Inshallah, you will get uh, into it. And Stanford is an amazing school because they focus more on how to create an amazing person and not just to help you get a good
0: grade uh, here yeah, or here. exactly. Okay, let's talk about the AI, the artificial intelligence. AI is the ability for a computer to think and learn like humans. My question is, how can computers, like, think like humans. What compares a computer like that a a human can't do? Like what's something that a computer can do that humans can't do? Like what's the difference?
1: Yeah, so first they're not thinking like 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 would mean it's the same way it's not thinking in the same way as us it's inspired by us because that's what we know and we made them so we, 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 we try to create them with the best of our ability which we look at how our brain works our brain has it in a, well, things called neurons we have lots of neurons billions mm-hmm. of neurons uh, that make up our brain and then each one of these neurons they're very small they can do a very small piece of, of math or, or piece of mm-hmm. memory or piece of uh, recognizing the, the, your face <laughs> for example they can mm-hmm. do very very small things like that but putting all of these neurons together in our brain subhanallah we have this amazing brain that can do many 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 things so we looked at that and we said oh if that's how the human brain works maybe if we do something similar in our software as we build the computers maybe they can do something like us and that's what we did and that's what the concept of neural networks is about so It's a mathematical representation uh, that tries to mimic or simulate how our brain works. And then we feed it lots and lots of data, which is, for example, all the books, the chemistry books, the physics books, the the biology books, the history books, the religion books. Uh, We feed it lots of images. We feed it lots of movies and and pictures. And then we tell it, uh, learn what you can learn from all of this, from us. Like, here's all of the things we came up with, learn from us. And uh, that technique uh, was a technique that we had a long time ago. It came up in the 19... uh, 70s so it's a very old technique like from 50 years ago but 50 years ago we did not have enough data we did not have enough data uh, in computers like we have data on, on paper yeah, <laughs> with <yeah>. our hands <laughs> pencil and pen but we did not have enough data in computers back then and we also did not have uh, powerful enough computers like the cpus which are part of the computer of how it thinks uh, was not fast enough it was very slow so we couldn't do it back then but over the last 10 years uh, we finally now have amazing amounts of data thanks to the internet and Thanks to all of the amazing podcasters like yourself putting the uh, content you. left and right and producing content left and right. We have tons and tons of that data now. And yeah. then we have uh, way quicker CPUs than before. So finally, now we were able to create uh, neural networks that can mimic how humans think I don't think it's it's not how we think it's very how we think is very special because we are very uh, flexible we're very adaptable we can think in many many different ways but we can teach them at least one or two ways to think for us so I'll give you an example where Mm -hmm. computers not only matched us they are better than us there is many examples where they're better than us so one of the one of the best examples is facial recognition so seeing somebody's face and recognizing their names I want to ask you a question how many faces do you think you can look at and after you look at the face you remember their name oh I met them a year ago their name is Amr, their name mm-hmm. is Ahmed. How many faces do you think you're able to, to remember? 50. Yeah, 50. Like the average human can remember somewhere between 50, maybe 200 if they're really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's few humans that have photographic memory, very few, like it's very small number that have photographic memory and they can remember every single face they have ever seen. Like they literally, they can remember every face since they were born and remember the name. Very few of us can do that. Like like 0.00001% of humans can do that. Yeah. Uh, now, when we trade computers on this task of facial recognition, here is a face, Uh, here's the name of the face, here's the face, here's the name of the face. And we did that with many, many faces. And it was able to do that like us and way better than us, right? So now it can do that. I don't know if you use Google Photos or use the iPhone. It can recognize the faces and tell you, this is the name of that person. And not only recognize the face and the name, it can recognize the face and the name at different ages, when they were a baby, when they were a teenager, when they were an adult, (laughs) right? So it remembers your, your, your name and associated with the face, regardless of your age, which is very hard for us to do. The other thing as well is we're biased in how we do our facial recognition for example if you see another saudi person very quickly you can tell oh that face is different from saudi person number two which has a different face but if you see two chinese people you might say oh that's the same chinese person no it's not but you yeah. your neural network as you were growing up and seeing the people around you You were not trained on that type of face. So that's why it's very hard for you to tell that person one and person two. Even though a Chinese person, if they were to look at these two faces, they would tell you right away, these are very different people. But for you, they look the same. (laughs) So so that's an an um, an example of an area where computers not only matched us, they now exceeded us. They can do this way better than us, but only that task. So it can beat you for that task, but you're still way better than them doing an interview with me right now, for example, and asking me clever questions. They cannot do that yet right yeah. for that model that was able to do that task but the key thing is we're working on getting them to do more and more things and uh my advice to your generation and my generation as well is we have a choice now we have a choice choice number one is we ignore these technologies and we get scared of them oh they look like magic uh stuff for a and you run away the other side that's choice number one and by the way people did that with cars like people were very afraid of cars at the beginning and they said, no, we have our uh, we have our horse or our camel or our Omar Omar the donkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do we keep driving those. We, want, we don't want to drive the cars. That looks like magic.
0: And now there are cars that drives itself like Tesla.
1: Yeah, now we, that which people are afraid of that as well right now. You're right. I, I did ride in San Francisco. If you ever come to visit, inshallah, we'll go on it together. I can take you on a ride. We have Please an Uber I want
0: to go there so bad. And I, I went when <laughs> I was little. And my mom was like, it's so nice. I wish I was yeah. like, I had it when I was a little. <laughs> more older so i can remember
1: yes, yes. and yeah. no, inshallah you remember inshallah you remember and you're right so now we have these cars where you go in and the car has an ai that drives it and it drives it better than a human would drive it always paying attention it actually has a radar so it sees if there's somebody or a car behind the building you don't see it with your eye like you and the car you that the human being we cannot yeah. see it but the car sees it there is a car coming from behind that building. And it's going to come across right now so it stops right so it can see and do things that we as humans can't do right so it's much more safer than a human driver uh, i'm a very big believer in these cars that can drive themselves because if you look at the statistics just in america forty thousand people die every year from car accidents right from people not paying attention they're driving their car and they look at their phone and they hit another car uh, they're driving their car and they're doing their makeup and they hit another <laughs> car Or they're driving the car and the kids are making noise beside them in the car and they look at them and they they hit another car. So lots of people, we humans, unfortunately, we humans, we're very good, but we're also very bad, meaning we can we can get distracted very, very easily. And uh, the beauty of AI is AI does not get distracted. So again, going back to my advice, we can either be afraid of this technology and say, we're not gonna use it, we're never gonna use it. And that means we will fall behind. We will be the history. We will not be the future. Or we can uh, have the courage and the curiosity and the, the the eagerness to learn, how can I work with this technology to make my job better? How can I be a way better uh, podcaster using this technology? How can I be a way better engineer using this technology, a way better doctor using this technology? The people that do that, they will succeed in life and will continue to be amazing. The people that don't look at how they can leverage this technology, in my opinion, they will lose their
0: jobs in the future. Yeah, because AI will take over jobs and like they're currently work- working on AI, like they can teach, yeah, I can, maybe in the future, they can do surgeries and other doctors, yeah. unless they get retired and all the teachers. So it's not yeah, it's impossible. Not be it's
1: not gonna be that. Like, I, th- I still think, Like I don't think AI would replace all of our jobs. Like I look at yeah. AI Some. augmenting our jobs. Like it helps us become better. So the doctor that's doing the surgery, he will be doing the surgery, but there is an AI with him giving and, him yeah. advice. Like, oh, watch mm-hmm. out, you're gonna punch a wrong hole there. That's uh, I see something you don't see, right? Uh, or again, it could be you doing a podcast. And while you're doing the podcast with me and hearing my conversation, the AI would show you on a side screen. This is a very good question to ask Amir right now, asking this question right now, right? Okay. So it will help you come up with better questions and smarter questions instead of your mom <laughs> doing it for you in the side sometimes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so that's the beauty of AI is, is going to, help us become much better at our jobs there, there will be some jobs that will be replaced completely like for example the drivers the drivers will be replaced completely unfortunately if you are a driver i recommend you start looking for a new job mm-hmm. but um, for most of the other jobs it's not going to be out replacing us it's about augmenting us so that we can do a much better job
0: yeah you yeah, know it's making a difference whether we agree or not it is everywhere around us and it affects our daily lives if we use it little or a lot. There's a fear of loss of control, of privacy, of losing creativity, and the way of thinking. Like most people I know are so scared of AI. I don't know why, but why do parents worry about technology when AI really take over?
1: AI would not take over in the sense it will take over from us as humans being in control. We we will still be in control, but AI will be a way that we need to leverage to do our jobs better so i look at it just as you're you're uh, you're like look at you right now doing this amazing podcast with me you're in saudi arabia i'm here in california we're talking with each other we're recording it and you're doing it with maybe you're spending i don't know like 200 bucks or 300 bucks on all the equipment you have and the the internet and and, and. to do something like this 10 years ago or 20 years ago would have costed at least a uh, hundred thousand dollars <laughs> an amazing amount of money and you need a big team around your producers and cameras and and, and mics and and now you can just yeah. do it by, by yourself right it so do, because of, yeah. right because of technology so so technology is a tool technology is a tool that allows us to be extremely productive so I am never afraid of technology because I look at it as it's a tool that's going to help me become very uh, productive as an individual and as a society and that's why we should not be afraid afraid from it and history has shown that over to us again and again and again like if you look again at uh, the industrial revolution an In industrial revolution it was the invention of the engine like the engine that you have in a car or the the engine that you have in a factory that is making clothes and making cotton turning the cotton into strings and t- turning the strings into into clothes the industrial revolution it changed us completely it allows us now to build being, <laughs> uh, very huge skyscrapers like the big tower we have in mecca besides the Haram. like yeah. you couldn't build a tower like that without the industrial revolution humans could not have keep We don't know how the Egyptians built the pyramids back then. That was actually very, very We're still trying to figure that out. But but if it wasn't for the Industrial Revolution, we wouldn't have this amazing success in our society, in our civilization. Bridges and the tunnels and, and the cars and the trucks and the trains and the planes. All of that came from the Industrial Revolution. If you ask any of these people now, are you afraid of the industrial revolution? They will tell you, no, of course, I have a car. Tell them, can I take the car away from you? Because that's magic. That's a technology that is magic. Can I take it away from you? It's like, no, you cannot take my car away from me. My car is very important to me, right? So now not only are they not afraid of the technology, they are in love with the technology, right? But if you look back then, when the industrial revolution was coming out Brazil, uh, people were scared. People were very scared. There were, pe- there were people in the streets saying... Oh, it will take away our job. We can't uh, go now and make a carpet with our hand. We cannot go now and make a shirt with our hand. We cannot make uh, a building, uh, put the rocks, uh, rock by rock and build the building with our hand. They, They were very afraid of it. They were objecting to it. They were trying to stop it from happening. But if you ask anybody today, is the industrial revolution an amazing thing they will tell you yes like without it we wouldn't be in this amazing world we're in same thing again with computers and iphones and being able to talk to each other over the internet when the internet came out in the beginning people were very afraid of the internet oh my god this is magic i can talk from here and another person in saudi arabia can see me with my face and like how is that possible and now we like we love it we love it like it allows us to connect with people around us so i look at ai and i tell people the same thing you're afraid of it right now because you don't understand it but ai will allow us to be a hundred times more productive and more efficient in everything that we do you at Yale will be able to make a movie as good as avatar by yourself like two years from now three years from now you'll be able to sit down on a computer and design a movie like avatar with the graphics with the characters with the story just by yourself you're not going to need a billion dollars of funding to be able to build a movie like that you'll be able to do it very easily just by yourself that's amazing that's amazing we're going to have that with us everywhere so i i continue to tell people don't be afraid of ai ai will help us we need to be cautious we need to be careful of course because ai just like any other technology like the car it can be used in a bad way like you can use the car to go to work you can use the car to go to school or you can use the car to run over people and kill them with the car that's a bad use and that's where governments need to come in and put laws if you do that with the car that's not the right to use for the car we're going to put you in prison or we're going to do this to you if you use the car to go to point a or b good for you we're going to support you If you use the car to go too fast on the road, which is dangerous, we're going to give you a ticket. So we need to have the same thing with AI. If you try try to use AI in a bad way, for example, I make a copy. I can with AI today, Rathiel. uh, I can make a copy of your voice. It's exactly like you. You can steal Uh,
0: it and, for example, tell people, if uh, we have your daughter, uh, give us money, even though it's just the voice. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So I call up your mom with your voice and I say, where she would think it's you and it's not you, right? So that means there needs to be a law against that. Today there isn't, by the way, because this technology just came out. So we need to have laws that say, oh, if you were to use the voice of a person without their permission, that is uh, something that can uh, send you to prison. So so yes, we mm-hmm. should be cautious. We should have laws and regulations just with, like with any new technology when it comes out, but we should not be afraid. We should not be afraid because it's very clear that this technology will make us a hundred times more productive more efficient more even safe. like we give the example of the cars than previous uh than the, than the previous way of doing things
0: yeah maybe we need to increase public awareness in everyday activities yeah.
1: that's why what you're yeah. doing right now is awesome. that's exactly what you're doing right now so thank you for doing that exactly yeah.
0: yeah i tried to use ai because i have curiosity in everything like i don't know many people who use ai maybe and my mom uses it uses it because i told her But my friends, teachers, they don't really know a lot about AI. So that's why we need to um, increase the public awareness.
1: But they're using it. They're using it and they don't know they're using it. I'll tell you some examples. That's the beauty of AI. AI is going to be part of everything we do. And we're going to be using it without knowing we're using it. So, for example, when you're on YouTube Mm -hmm. and YouTube shows you, these are other videos you might like to watch. Yeah. These videos always are very interesting. Oh, Wow, I really want to see that video. Yes, or or TikTok. You flip and you see the next video on TikTok wow, how did you know that I was going to like that video? Who do you think is picking that video for you? The
0: AI. AI.
1: Yeah, it's the AI. The AI studied you. The AI is building a copy of you that thinks in the same way that you think as far as videos are concerned, right? And then at night, keep, it keeps watching lots of videos on your behalf. So you're not watching them. The AI is watching them. And then after it watches them, it filters out. There were these 12 videos. When I watched them, I really loved them. That means Ratil also, if she sees them, she really love them. And these become the videos we show to retail. AI is doing that. Another example, when you're uh, using Google Maps and trying to get from one place to another, how do you think Google Maps is coming up with the road and the directions and turn right here and turn left there and avoid this because there is too much traffic, avoid this because there is construction and going. It's the AI doing that, right? And it's doing it for you in a very clever way. And we trust it. When Google Maps came at the beginning, by the way, we did not trust it. We've always looked at it and say, nah, I'm not sure I'm gonna follow these. direct. Now we just yeah. do what it tells us. <laughs> it says, go right, we, we do it. Right. It says, yeah. go right right because the ai is so good and it's factoring in so many things uh, email w- when you get email a lot of the email you get can be spam spam is really like these advertising emails that, have yeah, that people yeah. send mm-hmm. annoying extremely annoying the ai is filtering all of that spam and putting it in a spam folder for you and that we never look at right and if you looked at them you would see lots of crap and lots of really uh, annoying messages in there is the ai doing that for you so all of your friends And all of your teachers and all of your your grandparents, they're using AI today. They just don't know they're using it. And they say we're afraid of it and they don't know that they are actually using it. And it's part of their daily lives already. That's that's what I like to tell them is you are already using the AI. And that's the beauty of AI is it's going to be part of what we do already. Like it's not going to be, oh, I have to go. Yeah, you have things like ChatGPT now where you have to go to ChatGPT. But ChatGPT, like the ability of ChatGPT to create a poem, create questions for you to ask me during a podcast, that now is being uh, embedded directly into the Microsoft Office. If you use Microsoft Word or Microsoft PowerPoint, it can create a slide for you automatically now. It's called Copilot. They launched that new feature. It can create this poem for you automatically right now. Uh, Google, with Google Docs and Google Spreadsheets and Google Slides, they're adding that also. It's called Google Duets. So the AI is going to be part of what you do already. Like, it's not going to be, I have to go find the AI to do something for me. No, the best new technology, whenever it comes out, is it becomes naturally part of what you do and part of your life and how you get things done, as opposed to you have to learn how to use it. And, and that's what we're all working on in the industry, is to make that easier for you.
0: Yeah. Before I ask you the next question, do you know my first episode, I tell you about who I interviewed or who I did a podcast with, an AI. Really? I interviewed an AI as like a person, like build like it's a person like it's an AI built like a person and yeah, yeah. it can speak and I ask question, and they answered yeah
1: nice I I have to go watch that I'll go watch that episode yeah yes.
0: after like a couple of weeks I think it will come because filming this the video yeah. will already be up but now it's not up yeah. yes yes yeah yes. As, AI, as AI becomes more advanced in the near future we would find ourselves interacting with robots just as with humans. Is AI considered a robot?
1: Uh, That's a very good question. So yes and no. The robot is, is the body, right? So the robot is like our body, right? So we have our body and then we have our brain. Right? Uh, So you can have a robot that doesn't have a brain. You can have a robot that, for example, is uh, in a restaurant and all they do is just take a tray of food from the kitchen and move that tray of food from the kitchen and put it on the table. Is that AI? No, it's a very simple task. It's just moving from one location to another, moving food around. So it has a very small brain that just knows how to move food from point A to point B. So the robot is the body, right? It's the mechanics, it's the mechanical structure that can pick up stuff, put down things and move things. Uh, The AI itself uh, does not have to be in a body like that. The AI itself, again, like ChatGPT is a very strong uh, AI where you can go to ChatGPT and ask it a medical question. Uh, I have this problem. I have a big cough. I have a headache. What are some likely reasons for this? Or you can tell it, uh, ChatGPT, please explain to me quantum mechanics and explain to me quantum mechanics uh, in the level that somebody who is 12 years old will understand, and it would do that, right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have a body. ChatGPT does not have a body. So the AI and the robots are the brain and the body. And sometimes it's useful to put the brain with the body, but sometimes it's uh, it's better to keep the brain separate from the body or keep the body separate from the brain. Like So we will see examples of that. And the body does not have to be a human body. Like it doesn't have to be arms and legs like we expect the body to look like. Like um, For example, a self-driving car is a robot, right? So a self-driving car that knows how to move itself from, a, from point A to point B is a robot, but it's in the robot in the form of a car. So the body of the robot is the car, right? So that's kind of like, that's where we now, as humans, need to learn that uh, uh, bodies and robots don't need to look like us. They can be many other forms and shapes.
0: Also, another thing: can we socialize with AI, like a robot, to be a close friend?
1: Uh, uh, that's a very good question, Ratil. That's a very good question. Can AI be a close friend? AI can be a closer friend to us than any friend we have known because no. AI doesn't have emotions like our friends have emotions, right? They so can our friends
0: they can't get
1: mad yeah they they won't get mad they're more like dogs like uh, I have a dog (laughs) I love dogs myself and with my dog my dog never gets mad at me right so even if i am super angry at them even if i curse at them even if i spank them a little bit they will they still love me and they still want to come back to me and and then don't go like with with my kids if i do that and i shout at them they go to the room don't talk to me again i I don't love you anymore you're a bad parent (laughs) my dog would never would never would never do that and ai would never do that as well so ai does not have emotions it will always support you instead of running away from you it will tell you how can i help you how can i make you feel better what do you need from me what can i do for you so it's always
0: yeah 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 in the Snapchat yeah. AI, also, for example, I try to be mad and act and what they will do. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry uh, if anything's going on. May I help you? Yeah. And like, No matter how rude I can be.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I don't know if you, um, but, but that said, we have to be cautious as well because AI will do what we consider it to do. AI can go in the wrong way. So I don't know if you saw the movie Megan.
0: Oh, yeah, I know. The robot.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. and that robot girl was the best friend. It was the best friend for the other girl. So and you would and have the other girl, girl Mm -hmm. yeah but but because that the the people that made that robot of course it's a sci-fi movie but still like the 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 lessons and the rules are very similar the people that made that robot were not very careful in how they were designing the robot, which is megan
0: so that's why she acted this is crazy
1: keep it aligned 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 is the concept of the robot needs to have the ethical and have the the rules that humans care about part of its programming right so so megan was given the task hey megan your job is to be the best friend to this girl and your job is to always protect this girl right and these were the only rules that were given to it so as soon as the it's the robot saw it, there's a dog now barking at that girl all the time the robot thought oh i have to protect the girl and it went and it killed the dog right and in its mind it's thinking i'm killing the dog because i'm following my orders which is to protect the girl and i really love that girl and i want to keep that girl protected but it did not have this higher ethical rule of it's wrong to kill a dog like you should not be killing a dog (laughs) and and that's that's why many people are afraid of AI, is they're afraid that we, the people creating AI, are not gonna put the, the proper rules in there that prevent uh, AI from making stupid mistakes like that.
0: You so You while AI, So say. in
1: summary, yeah, in summary, while AI can be an amazing friend for you, we, the people creating the AI, we have to be very careful in how we program that AI so that friendship does not turn into something uh, dangerous. But... And the movie Megan is one of the best examples of that, actually.
0: Yeah. Which AI tool do you recommend for my generation to use, especially in studying?
1: There is no there is no single tool. There is lots of amazing tools out there. Uh, my higher level recommendation is you need to be comfortable using AI. You need to learn how to use AI for the task you're trying to achieve. So, for example, if you're studying and you need to create a very nice picture and a very nice diagram and or a very nice visual visual element for one of your homeworks, then uh, 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 there is an amazing AI called Mid journey mid journey m-i-d journey that creates some of the best pictures i have ever seen I, but better than dolly dolly is the ai that uh, the company behind chat gbt has the company is called open ai so mid journey if you want to create good art mid journey if you want to create a good uh, presentation there's an ai called tom it right to now <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah please please and I can send you links to these uh, later on. Yes, please. If you're if you're trying to solve a math problem then yes, uh, ChatGPT, excuse me, ChatGPT is definitely one of the best uh, AIs to be using for that for solving a math problem or solving a puzzle. Uh, ChatGPT is very very good at that, but Bard, Bard is an AI from Google. Uh, Bard, uh, B A R D is also very good at doing that. Uh, Claude, Claude is an AI from a company called Anthropic. Uh, it's very good at doing that as well. And Pi, there's an AI called Pi, uh, it's from a company called Inflection AI. It's also very, very good at doing this mathematical thinking and help you solve uh, problems. So the key point, uh, and if you're trying to make a poem or trying to make some text in your essay, that's going to be part of uh, Microsoft Word. That's going to be part of Google Docs already, which I assume you might be using Google Docs to do your homework already. Yeah. You're going to have it in there. You're going to have it right there inside Google Docs. You can say slash. I don't remember the name of the command exactly, but slash write a poem for me, and it will write the poem for you. <laughs> or write an essay for me, and it will write the essay for you. So the summary response to your question, Ratil, is uh, there is no one AI. It depends on what you're doing. And, and that's the whole point. There's gonna be many, many different AIs that helps us in different ways. And the best thing you can do right now is to learn how to use all of the different forms of, uh, of AI. Mm-hmm. Before I forget, one one very nice AI also to look at is for making movies and making short video clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cannot make long movies yet. So you can only make movies that are five seconds long right now. Uh, It's called Runway ML. Runway ML. ML is short for machine learning. You go there, you say, I want a movie of cats dancing under disco lights. I did this. And yeah, a bunch of cats standing on the floor and there's disco lights around them and they're dancing. And so you can think of anything you would like and it will turn it into a, a short video clip. And their goal, their goal is two years from now, you'll be able to go in and say, I want to create a full-fledged movie these are the characters this is the storyline this is the idea make the movie for me that's the idea that's where they want to go
0: well that's such a good idea Mm -hmm. I'm definitely using this after (laughs) speaking about schools and AIs and all students have different learning styles how can how to think like how can AI help educators to include everyone into the learning process
1: very, very good question. So there's two ways to do that. There's two ways to do that. The first way is to just mimic the best of our teachers. So we look at the best of our teachers. Like you must have an amazing, te- I don't want you to say her name on air because I don't want your other teachers to be jealous, but you must have an amazing teacher that's it's just, she's your most favorite teacher. And yes. that most favorite teacher, the reason why she's the most favorite teacher is she knows how to teach you. She knows how to speak I to can you. I
0: understand easily. And- and-
1: exactly she knows how to explain the concepts to you in a way that resonates with you and that's what makes her the best teacher is she knows how to change her style and adapt her style to the person that she um, she's working with so the first way to build ai systems that are clever at doing this kind of thing and that's happening right now by the way is to take these best teachers and with their permission of course we have to get their permission tell them we now want to build an ai that mimics you that that learns that skill from you of how to customize the delivery When student number one is thinking in this way, student number one might be very analytical, might be very mathematical. Student number two might be very social. Student number three might be very visual, like, uh, and student number four might be very musical. So how to change your style to adapt to them so that they get what you're explaining way quicker. Method number one is to teach the AI how to do it because of how we do it, how the best of us uh, do it. Method number two is to let the AI figure that out. Like the AI would measure which students are learning from me as I'm explaining, and then it will figure out this student is learning very quickly, then that style worked for them. This student is not. Let me try a different style. Let me try a different style. Let me try a different and then I find the right one. And AI can do that very, very quickly. So the way that but we can't, because we are students, we are slow, So the way the AI would do it, again, is just like TikTok and YouTube, right? It would create a copy of you. The AI would create a copy of you that learns in the same way that you learn. It would practice with that copy of you. Would try technique number one. Oh, that did not work. Technique number two, that did not work. Technique number three, that did not work. Technique number four, wow. Rathiel now really understands what I just said okay now let me take that and give it to actually Teratil when I meet her next time so that's uh, method number two and both methods are being uh, tried out right now and this will happen and this is amazing because we have we have a shortage of great teachers great, great teachers that really know how to teach kids is very rare it's a very rare thing and there is many countries in the world where they just don't have that and that's why we have like in Egypt for example I don't know if it's, this is true in Saudi Arabia but in Egypt uh, private lessons and private classes and we call them the Khusaya, uh, private classes is everywhere because the teachers at the school are not good <laughs> right very rare that you find a good teacher at school so you end up having to go find that good teacher which is the one that gives that the private lesson and then you pay them extra money so that they can actually explain to your kids the stuff that they should have learned at school <laughs> right it so exactly. which is a very big problem it's a very big yeah. problem but in the future that kid is going to have on their cell phone is going to have with them the best teacher ever helping them and teaching them the material yeah. and that would be available to kids in very poor countries like in india they have billions and billions of people that just don't have access to great education now they will they will have access to amazing doctors on their phone that can help them find diseases and and so on so that's why i am very optimistic uh, not only how ai will change the world for the better overall but how ai is going to help uh, the, the the poor community the pure the, the poorer communities in the world there's lots of poor people in the world that don't have access to great education they don't have access to great health because of how expensive it is and now they will everybody will have access to the best health to the best education and that actually is one of the things that makes me most excited about ai to be honest
0: i think all schools need to the use of ai robot in each classroom like for example each teacher should have like this own ai not only will it be fun for example the teacher can just say to do how to do it and then the AI could repeat it to each student who didn't understand and they can answer all the questions. For example if the teacher is absent there's we can't just take a free lesson. The AI is here to help us exactly like the teacher's way of teaching her way of answering questions. Yeah. Maybe if no yeah. one's going to do it, why don't we do a business? We do it. It's going be a very exactly.
1: good idea. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, and that's a very important point you're making here, which is the teacher should not be afraid of the UI. The teacher should use the AI to become 100 times more effective and become 100 times more productive by now being able to customize their style for every single person in a better way, like as you just explained, or by doing their work for them when they are sick at home because they couldn't go to class on that day. Like, so the teachers should not be afraid of the AI. The teachers should embrace the ai to make themselves a lot better i agree with you that's a very good point to make ratio yeah
0: Okay, and let's talk about Victara. I opened the website and I loved your question that it helps the world to find meaning through research and yeah, like what does this mean? How does Victara work? Like what did you first think when you wanted to make
1: Victara? Yeah, so at a very high level, the, the job, the goal of Victara is to help schools, to help universities, to help uh, businesses and to help governments use this AI technology. How are we going to use this AI technology in our company, in our school, in our uh, business to uh, make things better? And to make us more productive and uh, make us more efficient. That's really the goal of Victara. And specifically, when it comes to AI, that has to do with language and text, like Arabic, English, Francawi, Yabani, uh, Sini, etc., etc. Like how top images and not videos. Like, not, that's not our specialty. Our specialty is in language and, and text. So, how do you use that as part of the school, for example? And how to use it in a way that um, solves some of the problems that AI can have? And this might be too much detail for this uh, discussion here, but at a very high level, AI can sometimes be biased, meaning it gives you only one point of view right it only mm-hmm. for example it only gives you the point of view of uh, usa is the best country in the world and it's like yeah i mean usa has some good things but they also have some bad things for example we have guns everywhere that people use to kill people and, and kill students at school like that's really bad actually yeah. <laughs> right so but so the ai doing... would be more balanced like how to make yeah. the ai more balanced so doesn't be biased it doesn't have only one point of view it gives you all points of view right so that's one problem that we solve another problem that we solve is sometimes the ai might produce as part of the response copyrighted information it might give you an answer that is from a book that somebody else owns and you're not supposed to do that because that's the copyright of that other author or if you do it then you need to acknowledge their their copyrights and you need to give them a chance to monetize that and make money from that so that's another problem that we solve is how to minimize uh, copyright or we call it the more technical terms called intellectual property infringement Uh, that's the more uh, technical term Uh, another problem is ai can sometimes hallucinate are you familiar with that term hallucinate yes Yeah, so that's where the AI makes up stuff. Like, that's a problem AI has today. Sometimes, ChatGPT can make up stuff. You ask it, what does Ratil do? And it will tell you, Ratil is a very famous uh, actress in Egypt. Uh, I'm picking Egypt on purpose here to differentiate from Saudi Arabia. She's a very famous actress in Egypt. Uh, People love her comedy movies. And it sounds very believable and everything. And it's completely false. It's not something that's true. It never happened. So the AI can sometimes make up stuff. If you're going to use AI in education or you're going to use AI in a business, you you cannot make up stuff. It has to be always (laughs) true. (laughs) stuff not the false information that's another problem that we solve is minimize uh, eliminate the chance of AI producing false ends so in a nutshell to answer your question very quickly uh, the idea for Victara or the reason why I I co-founded Victara with my amazing co-founders by the way my co-founders are both from Pakistan I'm from Egypt and they're from Pakistan and all of the leaders for the company uh, like the founding team we are Muslims so it's one of the few uh, companies here in Silicon Valley in the middle of Silicon Valley where the the main founders are all Muslim founders which are which is something i'm very very proud of so uh, the main reason why we start the company is we hopefully as came across from this uh, conversation we have today we truly believe in how ai will make all of us way more efficient way more safer way more productive and we want to enable that for any business for any company for any school to be able to use that technology as part of what they do
0: when i start my own business i definitely reach out to make
1: that <laughs> inshallah yeah we would inshallah. love to have you come work for us one day yeah inshallah.
0: the world of work is uh, growing quickly which means we have to figure out how to prepare for a future job role that's important like impossible to predict. What are the most uh, important skills we need to succeed in our future career, whatever it ends up being?
1: Yeah, the, the most important skill in my opinion is uh, to be very curious, always be flexible and willing to learn new things. And that is more true for your generation than for my generation. So in my generation, we could just pick one thing and specialize in and say, I'm gonna specialize to only be an engineer and that's the only thing I'm gonna do for the rest of my life. Worked fine for our generation, for your generation because of this amazing new AI that can help you do many things you will need to be more flexible where it's like no I'm willing to learn new things even if I'm 50 years old I'm 50 years old right now and uh, there is a new way to become a doctor using AI I should not be shy to go and learn how to be a doctor using AI right or become a lawyer using AI Uh, assuming I love that job right so So having that curiosity to go and do new things, or for example, I'm looking forward, I I would love to make movies. Like actually I would enjoy making movies. I think I can make amazing movies. So this technology is coming two, three years from now that would allow any of us to make a movie. I'm looking forward to learning more about that and how to to become a good movie director, (laughs) leveraging that technology at at my age. And and that's my advice to you is starting from where you are right now, always have this mentality and, and this way of thinking is I'm not gonna be just good at one thing. I'm gonna be good at many things that the world makes available to me. I am going to be uh, open-minded to learn new things and explore new things and and not just wait for them to come to me. I'm going to pursue them. I'm going to be curious about them. I'm going to go read more about them, learn more about them. Again, you gonna have amazing technologies again like chat that allows you to learn about any new thing again you can go to chat and ask questions about law ask questions about quantum physics about medicine about engineering about programming and it will explain it to you and say explain to me like i'm five years old explain to me like i'm eight years old explain to me like i'm 12 years old it will meet you at your right level explain to me like i'm 50 years old it will meet you where you are and help you learn these new things so that's my number one advice by far is be curious always be open to learning and doing something new as i said at the beginning the first question you asked me in the in the show love what you do like try to find the things you love and pursue them with your full force with your full passion with your full energy because that's how you're going to stand out uh, across everybody around you
0: we said "Live today that we want to be remembered tomorrow so what do you want to be remembered for
1: Uh, what do i want to be remembered for Uh, that's an excellent question What what do we all want to be remembered for? Like, let me ask you that question, Naomi. One day I will die. I will die one day, and 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 you you too as well. I'm sorry. If this sounds very negative now, but it's truth. It's the truth of life. We're gonna live. Maybe I'm gonna live 100 years. Maybe you're gonna live 150 years because you have better medicine as you grow up. But. One day you're going to die. You're going to be gone from this planet. You're not going to be here anymore. What do you want to be remembered for, Rachel?
0: I want to be remembered. After for you're it. gone. I want to be remembered. You know, this person helped the community. Uh, they left joy for us. They gave us more knowledge. They helped us in so many ways. And I just don't want to just have a job, uh, get married, have kids. No. I want no, to. No, have, have
1: kids is good, by the way. Have kids have is have good. Kids, like, yeah, have, but like, I don't want, <laughs> I don't what want to want, really. want to freak out. But we still want you to get married and have kids. That's a good thing, by yeah. the way, because that's one way to be remembered, having kids. Yeah.
0: Yeah, of course. I just don't want to have a plain life We just yeah, do yes. the normal things. Yeah. Yes. Like he wants yes. to be remembered for something extraordinary, yes. helpful. Yeah, that's what they remember absolutely yes
1: but i want to stress having kids and growing great kids is something that's extraordinary like i can tell your mom is spending a lot of time with you teaching you and growing you to be this amazing podcaster i'm assuming i'm assuming maybe i'm wrong but i'm assuming she is and that's an amazing effort that she's making and so she is making her legacy of what she wants to leave on this planet is you and how amazing you will become right and that's an amazing thing like that's something you should also look forward to doing with your own kids as well growing amazing kids is one of the best things we can can do before we die right because these kids will be the kids that will be, be the next, next generation exactly and next then they're generation. gonna have their own kids and their own kids and that's how we we, we create an amazing country and how we can create an amazing muslim community and end. so i think that's a very very noble goal but i also agree with the other part of your answer is and the short version of it is the word legacy you want to leave a legacy is whenever you leave this planet you're gonna be gone what is your legacy meaning what will people remember you for right yeah you're gone already you're dead what will they remember you for people are not gonna remember that you are rich people are not gonna remember that you have Great cars. People are not going to remember that you had a great job. People are going to remember what's your impact. What's your wh- what did you leave in the world behind you that yeah. helped everybody around you that changed the world in a significant way? Uh, and and that can be done in many different ways, right? So so one way to achieve that is again is to have amazing kids. Like I'm sure uh, that the par- the parents of Einstein are very uh, proud that their the legacy is they brought Einstein into the world. That's an amazing thing. Or the parents of Steve Jobs, same yeah. thing. I so that's one way to, to have amazing kids is one way to leave a legacy another way to leave a legacy is to create a great movie like if you create a great movie that inspires many many people actually let me ask you this question what's your most favorite movie of all time the, the movie you just loved the most
0: oh this is a hard thing I love so many movies but
1: the movie you would watch over and over again like you really would don't mind watching hundred times you would keep watching it you just love it take your time take your time
0: uh, uh it's probably uh what's the movie called it's the the Mario game Uh the Mario the, movie the
1: new Mario movie came out yeah
0: I tell you because yeah. why because it shows you know, how two people started out not the best and how they ended up leaving a legacy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that, that, that hits on the same point of the question we're trying to answer right now. So mm-hmm. now you're going to remember that movie. like That movie is going to stay with you. So the producers of that movie, even though you don't remember their name, they, they made that impact on you. And, and they, the legacy, that's what they left is, is, is that. Uh, somebody creates a, a great book that many, many people read, like the Harry Potter books. Uh, I can't remember the name of the author of the Harry Potter books, but she's amazing that she was able to create these books that inspired many, many, many kids over over the world somebody that creates an amazing new piece of AI technology somebody that creates the iPhone like Steve Jobs and Apple all of these things are things that we leave behind us that change the world in a very significant way that leave our mark on the world and our legacy on the world after we are gone so I always advise all of us is always be thinking of that don't don't just let it happen like some of us go in life it's gonna happen as we're going through life it will happen I, I'm not gonna think about it I will let it happen. like you were saying and that's the right way to describe what you were saying I don't want to just be like somebody who gets married have kids and just go Through life and dies. Like I agree with you. That's we don't want to be that. What's the difference between you? uh, Any other animal that meets another animal and has kids with them, and uh, like right, there's no difference. What makes us different is we aspire to do more. We can think to do more. We can create to do more. So my advice to all of us: always be purposeful. Have a goal that you want to achieve. I have this goal in front of me that I want to achieve. Is I want to impact the world in this way, and I will work all of my life to impact the world in this way. And not only that, not only do I have that goal. A big lesson for success for all of us. And. something I believe in, is you want to visualize, you want to imagine how that's going to be. You want to imagine, Ratil, when you are uh, 40 years old, how successful you are in achieving that goal. And how people now are looking at you, it's like, wow, Ratil, you're amazing that you were able to do this and do that. By just thinking about it and visualizing it in your head and, and dreaming about it, that, believe it or not, will attract success, will help the universe. You have to pray to Allah as well. Like that's part of the dreaming is to praying to Allah to make this happen. That will make it, uh, with the blessing of Allah, will, will make it attract towards you the things that will help you achieve that goal so not only is it important that you have a goal and know what the goal is it's very important that you inside you believe you will make that goal happen that that belief and the dream that i will make that goal happen and and the continuous prayer and especially ask your mom to pray for you because uh, prayers from moms are always uh, fulfilled by god inshallah will make it happen for you inshallah
0: yeah. i think that no one is born by accident we all need to learn how to live a positive change in the world so in order to be a part of the group we need to be a part of this transformation,
1: exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah, and also one more thing I want to ask: Did you see the last uh, interview for Prince Mohammed bin Salman? They're closing Vision 2030 and working Mm -hmm. on preparation of Vision 2040. What do you think the vision of 2040 will be about?
1: That's a very (laughs) good question. I have not seen the interview, so uh, I need to watch it first so I can give a a very educated answer. But my initial response would be this. First, having a vision for a country is very important because it aligns all of that country towards a common goal. It links back to what we just discussed right now. It is very important to have a goal, and it's very important to visualize that goal. If you have a goal and visualize that goal, that increases the probability that you will be able to achieve that goal, right? And that's the beauty of having a vision as a country. It's like by 2030, we we will be amazing at these things. And then we build some animations and some nice videos on YouTube that show people what these things are going to look like, right? So now they visualize them and they get excited about them and they work very hard to make it happen. And that's the beauty of having a vision. So Vision 2030 was amazing. I'm really impressed. Actually, I did not know that Vision 2040 was already being worked on. So I'm really impressed that that's in the works already. And I think that's an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. Now, what would that be I don't know what they're thinking of, but one of the things, one of the answers I gave when people asked me, what do you think is going to happen after AI? Like we have AI right now, what's going to be the next big revolution after AI? And this scares people off. And And I see people get scared by this, but I believe it's going to happen is the next big revolution after AI is the marriage between us and between AI. So AI is going to come much closer to us. And we have experiments of that happening already, where, for example, we have people that have very serious diseases like Parkinson's, where they're shaking all the time, or like where they're forgetting things and now we have experiments and it's still very crude right now very uh, scary to be honest but it's again because we're at the beginning of any technology we're still trying to make it better they have a chip that they put in their, literally in the middle of their head uh, Elon Musk actually has a company called Neuralink that does this but there is many other companies and that chip connects our brain our neural network which is our bi- biological brain with an AI brain so that they can help each other right and and now I might not be able to talk anymore because I lost the part of my brain that is about speech but I would think about the words, my mouth would not say the words, but a computer beside me would say the words, just like as if I was saying that. They would come with my own voice, with my own way of being scared or being excited, or because the AI is learning from my brain what are the right words, it's learning from my brain what is my emotion, state right now by reading my neural network and then it's repeating the words outside this also exists this exists today by the way this is not like uh, rocket science uh, sci- science fiction this exists today that it is experiments mm-hmm. today of people talking their mouth is shut and they're just thinking and the words are coming out as if they are saying them uh, another thing that's happening today that's amazing is that as you know there's people that maybe lost their arm lost their legs and uh, it's very hard they to have an arm yeah and they, so now they have a robot arm and they can think they just think and there's a chip in their brain communi- communicating with the chip in the arm and they think I want to hoard this cup of water bring it up to my mouth and take a sip and the arm would do that and here's the funny thing the arm would do that even if the arm was in the other room <laughs> the arm does, does not need to be attached physically to you the arm could be anywhere because the signal is going directly from your brain to the arm so really? so that be, that, that uh, really yes and so that lays the foundation now in the future where there could be a robot armor sitting beside you and then now I want to have my brain control that robot beside you so you see me beside you moving my hands and moving even though I'm sitting here, but my 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 replica is sitting the, beside you in the, in the room with you. So that's another thing. We were talking earlier in the show about how, ma- how many names you could remember. And he told me I can only remember 50 names. I'm like you. I, I'm also not very good with names as well. I can 50 is the maximum I can go through. And I'm jealous of my friends who can go to 300 or 1,000. But in the future, we're going to have an AI chip in our brain. And as soon as you look at somebody in your eyes, you're going to see their name pop up in your eyes. You're going to see them in front of you coming up. And not only that, not only are you going to see your name, you're going to see their name. You're going to see how many kids they have. Uh, that's more important for me. You don't have many friends with kids yet. <laughs> uh, you're going to see the names of their kids. You're gonna see last time when you met them, you talked about uh, the, the, the Mario movie. So to remind me of last time when I talked to them, what do we talk about? So the, so the full context, the full memory of our previous conversation will be in front of me. So it's like you now have a photographic memory. I'm always jealous of people that have photographic memory, that can remember everything they have seen or everything they have read. We're gonna have that. We're gonna have chips in our brain that do that for us and help us do that, help make all of us become superhumans in, in many ways the phone today the iphone that we have in our hand is helping us do that right we can but 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 it's a bit cumbersome like you can in the middle of a meeting uh, you look at me you don't remember my name and say uh, can you wait a second and you take my picture and then you look and, oh his name is Omar hi omar i missed you so much it was great hi. to see you again but imagine now no like as soon as you see me right there in front of you in your eye you're going to see my name pop up right omar uh, and and you remember right away right so that's what i think the next 10 years are going to be about starting 2030 and after we're going to be working very hard on how can we bring these amazing ai capabilities to be part of us so that we become a lot more productive directly by having the ai working with us and i know that scares people off i know it scares them off but just like the previous examples i gave like people were really scared of the iPhone. People were really scared. Oh my God, I can hold this thing. It can take pictures. It can listen to me anytime. It can do this. It can do that. And like, no, no, I'm not going to use the iPhone. And then everybody's using iPhone. <laughs> Even after they were scared of it. So I, I think the same thing will happen with that. So that's, sorry for the very long answer, Ratil, but that's that's what I think the next uh, 10 years will be about. And and I hope will be part of the 2040 vision of how will we do that for, the, for Saudi Arabia? How will we do it for Muslims uh, at, in the world at large? and how to do it in a way that is very ethical and that is very productive and very very good for civilization. Because again, as I said earlier, technology can always be used for good and can be used for bad, right? So we should always be working very hard on how technology can be used for good and how to come up with techniques and ways to prevent technology from being used for bad.
0: I'm so excited for the future and so good for the progress that has been made in the world. Improvements.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're so lucky. You're so lucky, Ratil, to be living in this uh, age Generation, to be seen. yeah Just just look at how much happened during your lifetime. Like the iPhone came out when you were born, <laughs> around the time yeah. you were born, maybe before. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and and the AI is coming out, and this is coming out, and it's coming. But like, you're seeing amazing things. So, uh, like, you're so, we are so lucky to be living. Like, just imagine Ratil from 2, years ago. I can't imagine uh, myself two thousand years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and i'm like very
1: different yeah yeah
0: i'm so excited to see what's in the future like already now great things happening in the future what's gonna happen
1: yeah exactly so embrace that excitement embrace that curiosity and be part of it don't be afraid of it be part of it make
0: it happen yeah okay finally it is important to remember like ai is a strong tool to human intelligence not to replace our intelligence just make us human and ai is extending what we can do, the abilities.
1: Exactly. So- and it will replace some of our jobs, but not all of our jobs. Like it's not gonna replace all of our jobs in the same way mm-hmm. that the industrial revolution again replaced building a building. Building a building now we use a big crane with the, that moves the stones up. And there was people that would do that, they lost their jobs, but they learned that new job. So while we will lose some jobs, we will learn the new jobs using technology and will become better at doing that with the technology. So so that's why I always advise don't be afraid of AI, learn. How to embrace AI to be better at what you do.
0: Finally, thank you so much, Dr. Alwad, for your time. Thank you. You inspired me to follow my dreams even more, and I learned so many new things. So thank you.
1: No, thank you very much. I learned from you as well. Actually, this was a great conversation. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I'm very proud of you. And I'm very proud of the example you're setting. And I'm very proud that you're trying to educate your generation about how to um, be curious about new technology, as opposed to being afraid of new technology. Thank you, Ratiel. Salam alaikum. Bye.